Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Good to be with you. Great to be with you, in fact. Appreciate you joining us. I'm Jeff. That is Tom. Director Matthew in the house. On Twitter, it's at Cameron Show. If you're watching on War Chant TV, don't forget to like and subscribe so that others might find our programming and uh, spread the word. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Got some uh, got some football practice today. Hopefully, I guess that's going to be indoors. Is my guess probably with all this. I rain. hope so. I hate it. I love it. I hate it. <laughs> so we're all bottled up in there. I can feel people breathing. Hey man, ridiculous. For me, I got to be selfish in this case. The defensive line could not be farther away from where we are stationed. I, that's true for your assignment. Yeah, this is huge. You get to get up close and personal, yeah. I don't know. Um, I I just, again, I feel like people breathing on my neck when we're in there. We're so crammed in. I hate it. Like, this is ridiculous. It's hot and stinky, and the people are all up on you. Did you ever go on that alien encounter ride in Magic Kingdom where they have, it's like all pitch, pitch black, and it's just and you, you, it's, you feel you, the breathing? your mind against you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'd forgotten about it until you just said that. That used to be Mission to Mars way back in the day. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's the one that I got that I told you I'm never doing again? Uh, maybe that was Epcot. I can't remember where you pretend like you're having to, you're having to land the ship onto yeah. the moon and it, mission like, space. Hit. You're going to Mars. That sucks. You're in a centrifuge. Yeah, it yeah. sucks. Yeah. I'm never doing it again. It's ridiculous. I had forgotten the last time that I did it that I told myself don't do it again. I don't know how, but it had been that long since I'd been there. Like pre kids. So when did you know when they closed the door for it? And you're like, oh wait a minute. I I was th- <laughs> I had this nagging. Your brain's trying to tell you, hey dumbass. So we get the kids want to do it. We get in there. It's a couple years ago, and we get there and and so I'm like I'm looking at that thing and I'm like I think I remember this sucks. I remember this thing here. It sucks. I don't I don't want to do this, but I couldn't remember specifics and so i was sitting there i'm like eh, well, maybe i'm wrong maybe it was a different one of these things well you know, they're all space agey nonsense and i was like I-, I don't know maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe there was some moon ride and so then i said yeah let's do it all right let's go because i'm not apt to say no to my kids when it comes to rides and things like that. adventures right i want to be the guy that's like yes yeah let's do it you want to go on the roller coaster let's go so wait till they ask you for a tequila shots in 10 years <laughs> I'm not apt to be the guy who says no to my son yeah. who wants to have a margarita with dad. Yeah, at 14. Yeah, so, no. I said I, 10 years, yeah. 
Uh, so I said, um, I said, you know, okay, let's go, let's go on it. And then we go and then the, the, you get locked in and then we start to do the thing. And I'm like, Oh, this is the one. This sucks. I hate this. And I knew it and I didn't want to ruin it for them. So I didn't say anything, but this internal dialogue in my head is like, Oh, you dumb ass. You know, this is a terrible ride. I should have just closed my eyes. I didn't, I kept them open. And then I was almost sick. I was almost sick. I can't wait for the show open on uh, March 31st, 2027, when you're like, you'll never guess what I did again. I forgot again. <laughs> I forgot again. There I was, stuck in this stupid thing. Furious. My brain going, hey, again? I've told you. Now, I can go on any... Nothing scares me. Virtually nothing scares me at all uh, about roller coasters. You, you Flippity-doos every which way to a Sunday doesn't bother me in any way, shape, or form. We can go 16 loops in a row. We can drop off a cliff. I'm all right, let's go. But that thing is awful. It just makes you sick. You feel, I don't know. So you don't have any weird gaps in your game? Like for some people in uh, Magic Kingdom, you know, they do the rockets up top above uh, the people mover. Right. It's basically like the Dumbo ride, but yeah, you're yeah. way up high. Yeah. For some people that I know that are daredevils, for some reason, that that's the me. one. That's the one. I don't like any sort of like rounding circles over and over and over again. I don't mind going upside down. I don't mind dropping and falling and twisting. But if we're just going in circles all day, like the teacups, so what, what are we doing? What, what's the point of that? What, are we trying to get <laughs> yeah. sick? What are we doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not doing the teacups or anything like that. You know what they – I don't know if they do this anymore. We'll get to the sports in a second, guys. It's not that much going on. Um, what, what, what I'll tell you is um, I, it, it, the bumper cars need to be a little bit more violent. Oh, they are not at all. They're, yeah. No, they've wussified them. You really need to paste people. Well, but they've been I the same. I want to hurt people when we get in that thing. Let's go. So there are VHS tapes of my sisters being five and six years old on, on those things. Thing, and, yeah. and they're the exact same yeah. as they were. you got to get it more violent. I like ones where you can take people out. There's a chance where some whiplash could happen. Like, let's go. Like, you got to be on edge. There has to be some skin in the game. Like, try not to get hit because you could get hurt. Well, yeah, they got you on the tracks. There is right. no free roaming. Yeah, I want free roaming. I want to T-bone people. I want people who aren't looking to get a blind shot from behind so their neck snaps back and I go, ha-ha, as I drive away, knowing full well that if they could get me too, I'm fair game. Let's get it on. Let's go. That If you enter into the arena. Maybe Disney should create yet another theme park just for that kind of stuff where it's like, <laughs> At your own risk, rides galore. Here you go. Mm. I like it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, listen, it, it would be bad publicity if folks were dying. But, you know, like another another death at Disney, 72-year-old woman, got her knees taken out, did a flip, busted her ass. And so like a rider of me going away going, got her. You know, I'm all, I think it's funny. Um, anyhow. For the fifth consecutive year, it is sold out every day. <laughs> I guess I got to get to before we get to football, which uh, obviously they returned to practice today, hoping to have a much better day at the office because, uh, frankly, um, that was not a good practice Tuesday. Well documented here on the Jeff Cameron show, as noted by the head coach, we gave you our observations uh, about that yesterday. Uh, hopefully, a, a better day today. But first, we start with basketball, FSU men's basketball. Uh, transfer portal already. Here we go. Portal. Portal. Oh, I'm waiting. Oh, no, it's not working. Oh, the mic wasn't on. No, you didn't turn your mic on. It sounds just a little bit different for basketball, as you can tell. Yeah, it was. It, it's a little different. Yeah. And, and it's silent at first. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
Um, nobody was shocked to find out that Quincy Ballard said peace. Uh, he hit the transfer portal, uh, logged a grand total of 86 minutes in uh, 18 games. Uh, and that was, in you know, despite the fact that there were injuries to Malik Osborne and Naheem McLeod. You know, when you're not getting minutes as a center and two centers go down. <laughs> that's a toughie uh they yeah another like do you think the moment that hamilton turned to the bench and looked at the mailman and said to uh harrison prieto walk on undersized center you're up do you think in that very moment naheem mcleod was like i mean uh, quincy ballard was like yeah that's i'm, I'm gonna have to take it on down the road here <laughs> this is this is not gonna there may have been a moment of doubt though because prieto was all right yeah he but, wasn't bad uh, yeah, but, i mean come on though if you're on uh, if you're yeah, him yeah, yes yeah, i get it if but, you're him yeah. you're like man it's kind of like the zoe gif though he's like oh he did go for 12 and 10 it just makes me laugh like okay i'm, I'm I, at that moment i you know quincy ballard was uh was no more uh wyatt wilkes much to my chagrin and devastation, has decided to enter the transfer portal as well. Oh, yeah. I want a lower third director, Matthew, for sarcasm. We could get a sarcasm lower third just in case. Okay. I don't know if we'd use it in that instance because I know it was. You were devastated to hear that. News. Oh, crush. Legitimately. He's entering the portal after five years being here. Good God almighty. That's a long relationship right there. That's five years. You know, some people are in happy relationships where the time flies. One day they wake up, they've been married 20 years. How could it be 20 years, babe? We've been together. It's been together. It's been that kind of love where it's just the, the days and by, they go by so quickly. Time flies when you're having fun. And then there's the, oh, she came home again kind of relationships where it's like, God, really hoping she'd leave me today. You know, that kind of thing where you're just, you hear the car pull in the driveway. Mm. Guess it's off to corner pocket for me again. <laughs> this is a, uh, one of these days I'm going to work up the courage to walk out of this. It's not, well, Jeff, you've only been in the relationship for five years. Five long years, friend. Five, yeah, that's, there it is. Wyatt Wilkes entering the transfer portal Ooh. after five seasons at FSU. Sorry, babe. Winnipeg's playing Arizona tonight in <laughs> hockey. Big game, going to the CP. I'm heading up to meet the boys at the CP, go figure. We got uh, spring training baseball from Arizona on tonight. We're going to settle in, watch a little bit of uh, the, the Reds Guardians. A little cac cactus, cactus League. Yeah. <laughs> a little Cactus League action. Uh, so, yeah, I kid, Wyatt, I kid. There were a couple of moments. He hits the portal, five seasons, played in 31 games, 28 too many. It averaged three points a game. <laughs> the uh, transfer portal also saw 7-2 center, uh, however, Allah Adin Butayeb. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. I think I did. I may, I may have. Nailed it. I mean, yeah. no, nobody will know. Uh he was enrolled this year, by the way, on the bench for the second semester. He uh, decided to leave. Never logged a single minute as a player for Florida State. So he is he is grand opening, grand closing, if you will. He's he's not going to log a minute for Florida State. He has headed headed on down the road. Uh, so again, 
when when centers are dropping like flies and we're going to walk-ons to to replace them, the other centers who are sitting on the bench are like, well, again, guys, I mean, I am here. I, I am available, but but alas. I'm not Destin Hill. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just make-believe receiver that everybody asks about. On every live show. Every show. Three slots now available on the roster for Florida State basketball. A uh, move to add someone from the transfer portal has been done. Six foot nine, two hundred and twenty pound center. See, bye bye to some centers. Hello to a center. Here you go. He's a uh, uh, center slash forward. Six nine, two hundred and twenty pounder. Uh, Jalen Ganey. transfer from Brown. So smart, smart kid because he was there three years. You can't fake it for th- you know. For, you maybe get by for a year faking it, but you're there three years at Brown. You're doing some things in the classroom. So he's a smart kid. We know that. Averaged uh, roughly 10 points a game, nearly 7 rebounds a game. Started all 29 games in 2021-2022. Converted a league-best 70% uh, field goal percentage. Blocked a league-best 2.5 shots a game. Uh, Played three years for the Bears, but like all the rest of the Ivy Leaguers, as you guys remember, he didn't see any action in 2020-2021 because they canceled their entire season. So he really does have two seasons of eligibility remaining. That would be a big development. Yeah, I mean, it would. I think that's important. you got a defender who can rebound. Shot blocker. Oh, he was wanted by a lot of people, by the way. This, yep. this yes, ain't this nothing. A lot yes. of people wanted that guy. He's a good player. Well, th- we had this talk, I think it was, just before the Mexico trip. And I said, hey, I can't wait to see some of the veterans that Leonard goes and gets in the portal because he's going to have to change his approach. And he had talked about it at length with the media after our early season struggle, saying, clearly a lot of our opponents have gone on the veteran side of things mm. with the, with the transfer portal rather than the high school side of things. And we're getting killed by teams that have a ton of veterans. So we're going to have to change our approach. Well done. Well done. Here you go. Thus the changes. No official word just yet, Tom. Am I right about Malik Osborne and or Anthony Polite, whether they're returning as fifth-year seniors, uh, whether we get any of the six newcomers from last season uh, to head on out the door? Could very well be if you're looking for candidates for guys that may be asked to have a good day or may choose to have a good day. I don't know. Fletcher, McLeod, Cleveland, Butler, Worley, Mills, any of those guys, they're all eligible to be able to take it on down the road. Would you want all of those guys back? Mm. I, I have a candidate that you don't want back. Uh, there is a candidate that, the same candidate that you don't want back that I need to see a change from. Uh, but only Ham and his staff can figure out whether or not that change is forthcoming. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I'll trust them, but if he does it again, <laughs> then we that we might have a small issue. Um, yeah, so there, that's what you have. Um, any of the five high school signees have reconsidered. We don't know. The Knowles are keeping their options open for additional transfers and other high school seniors, so we shall see. But I wanted to lead with that today. We got news there. Got better. Got better yesterday. Yeah, I think that's right. I'm not being tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, No, I think that's right. No need for the lower third for sarcasm there. They got no. better. Bruce Arians has stepped down as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Todd Bowles will be the new head coach. Good move at the right time. This is perfect. Uh, I like Todd Bowles' head coach more than I do D.C., so this works for me. I would also say that we're all right with Bruce taking it on down the road. Mission accomplished three great years. He's an agent for change, which is great throughout the league and will be recognized as such. That's what his legacy is. Tom Brady was right to note it in his farewell to Bruce Arians. So uh, 
What a run, right? Uh, that's a 633 winning percentage. Uh, best in team history, go figure, right? I mean, right off the bat, he made a difference. Um, even even with Jameis, uh, in terms of the offensive production, yes, we know about the interceptions, but immediately the Bucks were in the upper third of the league when he got there uh, and helping uh, elevate that offense. Obviously, he was a big part of what allowed them to lure Tom Brady uh, and thus winning a division and a Super Bowl. Nothing but raging success in his brief stay as a Buccaneers coach. And uh, and again, a trailblazer for his off-the-field accomplishments. Um, you know, you think about what he did to affect the team and the community off the field. Um, he is, he's been fantastic. Uh, you, you think Bowles, Leftwich, Keith Armstrong, these are all assistants, all of whom are African-American, his assistant head coach. Uh, Harold Goodwin are all minorities. He did that, too. Uh, he became the fourth. Um, I mean, he, he has now stepped aside and hand-picked a head coach who's an African-American. That's the fourth for the Bucks, by the way. The Bucks are trailblazers in that regard. That's something to be proud of. Uh, Arians is, uh, again, he created opportunities for women in the game as well. He put his money where his mouth was. He always was an advocate. He was at every stop along the way in his NFL career. But he wasn't a guy who was like, oh, we should do this. You hear a lot of people say that. Oh, we, we ought to do a better job of this. Or we need – no, he – he did it. He went out and hired folks to fill those jobs, and in doing so, he also won. So if you're going to do that, you better win, right? Because it's one thing to give the opportunity, but you gotta you got to win for others to have the opportunity long-term, and he did that. Certainly helped to uh, be able to lure Tom Brady in as he did, and um, and now the Bucks will move on with Todd Bowles as head coach. I think that's... Um, I think it's a win-win for everybody involved. I don't have a problem with any of this. Yeah, it's a net positive. And if it's a power play, so be it. I could see why. What's interesting is Brady left Belichick to come to Tampa because it was more relaxed, and I think he found the other goalpost where he said, oh, so you're going to allow for this complacency because we'll just turn it on around winning time in December, and clearly he made the play. He might like Bruce the man, but as the head coach, he thought we need to get a little bit more regimented. I'd totally buy into that underlying storyline that, that he retired because he didn't want to play for Bruce anymore. I don't know if I do or not. I, I have wrestled with that. Uh, maybe, maybe. He has been whispered and talked about many times his concern for family and spending time with his kids as they get older, spending time with his wife. He has brought it up. He brought it before this last season it came up. It wasn't just at the end of this year that he brought it up. He's played, as we both know, a very long time. It would be omnipresent on your mind when it was time to walk away. Maybe that made it easier. Maybe there was a little nudge there. But I don't think that he decided, you know what, if Bruce Arians is coming back, I'm retiring. But apparently he had a meeting with the Glazers the day before he came back, and it seemed like maybe the writing was on the wall that, oh, so if you have a, if you have a meeting with the Glazers, what could you want to talk about? What, what needs to be different? Mm -hmm. This is the only ma major thing that has changed. Well, I think he would want input as to who the next head coach is. I would think there's that. You might, I mean, you know, I, there are very few people who have the clout to be able to say, let's have a talk about the future. I buy it's a power play because there, there were multiple reports in February when Brady was retiring or there were whispers that said, no mas. He, he, you know, this was good for me. I was glad it happened. We needed, Super Bowl. we needed to do something a little bit different than the Brady camp and all that. But we need to get a little bit more regimented around here. There was one report in the New York Post. I know sometimes they're wrong, but they have Andrew Marshand who does a very good job. Yeah. And it was citing how... Um, under Arians, I, I can't think of it. I'm just blanking. Hang on, I'll pull it up in a second. But the idea being, 
that uh, he and Leftwich would be game playing. This is what it is during the week, and Arians was rehabbing his uh, Achilles, Achilles issue. Yep, yep, yep. And then he told the two of them, "You figure it out. It's your plan. It's your show. I'm the head coach. I'll let you know what I think, but it's your show." And then on Saturday of game week, Arians would come in and red pen it and say, "Nope, nope, nope. We're not doing any of this." And Brady said, "No way." This, I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to be undermined well, after we put in all this damn work so and you're going to do nothing, and then the he, 11th hour say we're changing the game. Right. Plan. Well, so once again, this is a win. Uh, regardless of how it happens, why it happens, and all that, it's a win-win for everybody involved. That's fine. Bowles takes over, defensive-minded head coach, um, and Brady will be left to run the offense with left switch, and they'll be fine. And I listen, you get most of the team back. You get, uh, you've get you even right. added some nice pieces here. In the off- It's been a good offseason for the Bucks. A very good offseason. And, and co-general manager Tom Brady. Yes, that's Well, right. if you think about what they've added, and then and let alone returning Tom Brady, uh, but, you know, you look around the division. Um, the Saints continue to falter, and then you look at the Falcons, who will be the worst team in football this year, and, you know, you're, just, you're, in, a good, uh, you're in a good position. Matt Rule is doing some Matt Rule things mm-hmm. over in Carolina. Yeah. So we'll go to break, come back and talk football. Before we do, Steve, I just saw your comment, and it made me chuckle, and you deserve credit. We were back to the beginning where we were talking about how relationships, depending on how happy or unhappy you can be, that's a funny line. He used to introduce his girlfriend to other guys and then talk them up. (laughs) Well done, Steve. Well done, sir. It did not go unnoticed. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Kepper Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Redemption Thursday of sorts. They're off and running at the Valero Texas Open Talk. <laughs> so is Russell Knox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Knox uh, off to a good start. It is Thursday. It is Thursday, but alas. Actually, I need to double check all that. What do you want to see today at practice? What are you Closely monitoring. I know your assignment is, again, defensive line. I think we know what we have there, and it continues to be good news. you got a good assignment because uh, that's the strength of the team. <laughs> you get to see a lot of I think the write-up for it is going to be a little bit different, though. Like Last week for the offensive line, the article you can find at warchant.com, I go player by player and I give a little readout on the players. But I feel like with the defensive line, if you flash just a little bit in practice, you're doing your job. Or if you do that in a game, especially as a mm-hmm. rush end, mm-hmm. you know, if you pressure the passer three or four times on 50 or 60 snaps, you're, you're a good player. Right. So I might just put him in categories of consistently always making plays, flashes consistently, but there are times where he disappears and then, you know, guys who need work. So that's probably what I'm going to be doing today is categorizing those dudes in my head. <laughs> Needs work. Got to get better. That's right. Need Not a enough. lot of work. You need to get a lot better. <laughs> It'd be great if you did that, by the way. Yeah, I like him. Hmm? Um, so, That'd be Robert Cooper. Yeah. Oh, man. 
A lot to like about that guy. I have sung the praises every day that I've come on the air talking about Big Coop, man. That was that was huge news to get him back. I, I just think he's he's loaded for bear, man. That guy right there wants to play. He wants to continue to play. He wants to get paid to play. Well, we've been there before where we said, oh, thank God I got this guy back and it didn't work out. See Marvin Wilson. But uh, spring camp is indicating, yeah. indeed, but spring camp indicates... In this case, for both Lovett and Cooper, huge. They're there, and they're motivated. They don't get a ton of reps because... They already know what they are. They know what they are, and the staff, even uh, Mike Morvell said it about the scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Throw yeah, some did. guys out. But when they do, and they get on that roll, and they get into the rhythm, it's hard to stop them. It's also difficult, uh, just so you guys listening uh, or watching, uh, or both, uh, what can be difficult, I think, about your task in this situation is they really are, and, and I guess I want to revisit what I talked about a little bit yesterday. They are experimenting an awful lot with the offensive line and moving guys around. So it's hard to get a real sense as to just where they're at with that starting group on the offensive line, good or bad. I think we know that it's not an all-world group. We know that's not going to be the strength of the team. We know that... um there's still time to get better and guys can improve and they're still experimenting. So when you do that, you're mixing and matching a lot. There's no continuity and it can be difficult to get a read on how effective uh, that group is. And, and, and I think that's true. So, and I, and, and what happens when you do that is that you then also make it a little bit more difficult to figure out just how good or effective or where they are in the in the maturation process, some of the defensive linemen are because frequently they're going against guys who are either out of p- position or being experimented with themselves. Yeah. Like a Daniel Lyons, for example, you know, he may flash every single practice, but if you're not getting the important reps, speaking in code, mm-hmm. then maybe you have to wait the results a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you do. Uh, to answer your, your question, Eric, I think Coach Norvell still won the race on Tuesday, but Coop was flying. You and I both watched him, but they were separated off, and Farmer was walling off uh, Coach to try and give Coop a chance to win. But Big Coop was flying on Tuesday. I think it's a cool thing, and I, I know this has been a week of flattery uh, from me to Coach Norvell. Uh, I've commented on his strengths, but I just think it's great that he has the interaction that he does Coaches, I can tell you this, uh, and you know just from covering as well, head coaches specifically, uh, frequently are not that interactive with players. Uh, They're on high. Uh, They've got the big picture to think about. Your position coach is the guy you talk to day in and day out and grow close with or uh, that rides you to be better and focuses on your technique and teaches you and you watch film with and all of that. You spend... That's why when you're on a recruiting trip, yeah, great, you're going to meet the head coach, typically. Uh, but you better figure out whether or not you can live life like this with that coordinator, because or your segment guy, because that, that's, that's the dude that you're going to spend every waking second with. Uh, but our head coach is very interactive with all of the players, and he goes group to group to group to group to group, and you watch him. I mean, he just flies around in practice. No wonder he's in shape. I mean, he's never not moving running, running, running to each segment group, and he's hands-on. And both in the way that he corrects if something's wrong, but also in the way that he praises and celebrates somebody's successes. And I, I, I think that's uh, there's a likability to that. I know I always preferred more hands-on 
tutelage and interactions with coaches. Uh, but I'm that way in the workplace too. I don't mind somebody being able to you know get to talk to me and, and and talk about what we're trying to accomplish. I'll tell you, you scared the living hell out of me first thing on Tuesday. I was walking down towards the stadium drive side of the IPF because they were going through the defensive line drills over there, mm-hmm. and there were some special teams drills on the nearer side, and it was. 50-50 balls, read them on the kickoff, let them go out of bounds to get the first down of the 35, right. or catch them, return, or fair, or do whatever. So it's a situational play. But Coach Norvell is not typically in the end zone. Usually he's around the 50-yard line watching seven-on-sevens yeah. or, or running around and yelling, hurry up. That's like he's, hurry up, <laughs> faster. Let's it's, go. Those first three periods, he, along, he sets yeah. the tone. Well, Ja'Kai Douglas made an excellent read. There was a kick, and it was it's going to land around the four-yard line, but he let it bounce, go out of bounds. And Norvell on 14 on the volume yelled, Good job, Ja'Kai! And I I had no idea that he was there. Scared the living. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I looked at him, and he looked at me, and then we both continued on our <laughs> way. I was like, oh, good Lord, man. Well, I'm sure he's used to startling people because yes. he is a boisterous man. Yes, he is. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I love the race at the beginning of practice that, that he engages in at all times. Um, you know, he's wrestling with guys and pushing them, and they're pushing him, and it's it's funny. Um uh, but there's a little competition there. There's a little, hey, I was once one of you guys. I get it. You know, as a player, practice can be too hard. Let's have as much fun as we can while getting better. All that sort of thing. I don't know, man. If you can't accept that kind of coaching, then you can't really be coached. I don't know who wouldn't want that kind of engagement with their coach. Uh, because it just shows that he's all in and he cares. And to return to the defensive line talking point for just a moment, I think the only way to do this I think it would be fair to say, without speaking into specifics, that the cross-training has kind of happened more recently than in the beginning of camp. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. So in order to grade out those those players, it's what have you done this whole time? What have you done, uh, not just this week, because it was a bad practice on Tuesday. A terrible practice. Yeah, I mean, for everybody. Th- their worst practice that I've been able to witness, really. Including I mean, last fall? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it was the worst practice. I didn't like anything about that practice. I, I really was perturbed. I was kind of like this. Well, is, you didn't like the multiple special team segments either. Well, I'd get up and walk away from that. I don't need to watch that. There's no reason to watch that. Um, you know what I did? I went and found Sanctuary at Dick Houser Stadium. I walked down and I sat behind home plate and I uh, sent a video message to my grandmother. Oh, really? To, just to say hello. There you go. That's what I did. Hi, Grandma. They're doing, uh, yeah, they're doing, doing special it, teams right now. nonsense over here, Got so about I had, had a little time. Four periods, which is about 20 minutes here. Yeah, yeah, it's three periods too many, where we do the same damn drill we did all of last year to no <laughs> avail. Let it, me it, read it, you a chapter from H.G. <laughs> Wells. War of the Worlds? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I'm going to read yeah, that to you. <laughs> it's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chat TV. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Michael wants to know whether or not we missed the FSU football promissory notes. And uh, the answer is no, Michael. Um, There's that. Uh, Also, (laughs) talk writes, uh, any more uh, info? On the Coach Krikorian situation. No, and I don't believe that there will be. Uh, to answer James B., he said next after, yeah, he's gone, uh, and he doubts the real truth uh, of why he left will ever be known. Well, I mean, I kind of intimated yesterday as to why I think 
my man is riding out. And you might be able to find that in the next day or so once again. In case you don't want to go back and, and sift through the amazingness of yesterday's show in That's all true. two hours, we'll have a uh, separate video oh, on really? Warchant TV. Okay. Restating that conversation. It was a good conversation about the, the health of the athletic department, well, the relative think, health of it. Yeah, and also just that you have an athletic director now who has some power. You don't have a puppet in place like you did with each of the last – well, all of the athletic directors post Dave Hart, so you you now have a situation where it's back to having an AD with that with has authority and teeth and, and has given uh, autonomy of the athletic department to 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 make moves. It goes back. Not to that. saying he fired him. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that if there's personality conflicts and things of the ilk, I do believe the president's going to side with the athletic director. And in the past, people would just go directly to the president. That's correct. And that there's was, now a chain yep. of command, which mm-hmm. I brought up. And if there is a loose piece of paper on the floor, you will pick it up in that athletic building. That I go back to that Ira long form where I went, ooh, I can see how that's good, and I can see how that's really annoying. But I'm glad. We need that. We need more regimented behavior over there in that building. Good job, Michael Alford. Yeah, and, and I think, again, it's disappointing uh, that it happened regardless of the reasons. I mean, you know on this show other than to note their successes. And I've had Coach Kikorian on three separate times in his time here. That's not a lot. Lots of people talk to him more than I do, but I'm obviously aware of my audience, and you know, it, there's just not a lot of time for prolonged segments about soccer. Uh, we certainly note their successes, their yeah. championships, plural, three of them, um, their conference championships, almost ten. Uh, you know, they have been, he has been, He's on the Mount Rushmore of coaches at Florida State. I mean, this guy has won and and then some, and he built a dynasty, a dominant team that will be the odds-on favorite to win the national championship again this year. They are absolutely stacked. Everybody knows it. It'll be interesting to see, do any of these girls decide to take it on down the road now that Krikorian has left? Uh, I certainly hope not. It will also be interesting to see how it is you go about the process of filling those shoes, it is impossible. I mean, it, it would be, I'm not quite going to put it to the level of, hey, how do you replace Nick Saban? But the answer is you don't. They're, they're, you, you hire somebody and he has zero chance to be as good as Nick Saban, and you just have to accept that. Um, in this situation, uh, you know, you, you get hit with the news that Coach Kokorian resigned. Now, a resignation from a reigning national championship coach screams clearly conflict between he and a member of the athletic department. Clearly, that's what it means. Unless he takes a job internationally or he takes a job to lead the national team or whatever. You know, pretty much, if he goes to another college, <laughs> university, yeah, man, he's mad at somebody. And he said, I'm mad enough to leave. So here it is. I'm leaving. What do you do when you're trying to replace a guy with that resume? This is a big hire for Michael Alford in a weird way. I know you might think, hmm, it's women's soccer, Jeff. Even with those championships, we watched that game. We saw the national championship game played dense fog, 100 people in the stands. It ain't that big a deal. Like, I, And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm saying the attendance, the money, and all that, it's not like that's a huge sport. They kick ass. They're great. I love that they win every year. We celebrate anybody at Florida State that's having success. Um, so when I say it's a big hire, you might be like, well, 
Not that big a hire. Well, when you're winning championships, people want to see some sustained success. Uh, the growth of women's sports um, is getting to a place where more and more of those sports are profitable. Um, you don't want to you don't want to see that come to a complete stop. So it will be fascinating to see uh, wh- where they go. Or here. they're approaching profitable, you know, yeah. at a better rate. Yeah, in yeah. Some they're cases. getting closer. They're getting yeah. closer. Uh, you know. I looked yesterday, Tom. There were lots of people who have covered this program better than I have, certainly, the women's soccer program. And and they're aware of the bigger names in the field of uh, collegiate soccer. Um, and I, the first thing I wanted to know, so I went online and just started searching names, was how many of his previous assistants have gone on to go and, and coach soccer elsewhere? And have any of them had success? Because that's who you call. I mean, you, you you find a guy that builds a program like this and has been here for as long as he has. Did he have some people along the way, men, women, whatever, that worked for him side by side? They were integral in, in, in part to the, his success, this program's success. And have they gone on, been hired elsewhere at big-time programs and had success? And the answer is yes. There, there are a couple people that you can choose from there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that, that that's who they're going to reach out to, and that's exactly who they should reach out to. There's a guy, Eric, uh, Eric Bell, who um, coaches at TCU. And simple search. I mean, he coached with Kerkorian. And... That program, when he got there, butt-ass sorry when he got there. Now, dominant. They win their conference. They have success. Okay, there's proof in the pudding. I like TCU. That, that's a good destination because I know there's also a tie to Penn State. And I'm like, oh, Big Ten money? Not so sure. Not so sure. TCU? Well, we could do that. We could do that. Yeah, so uh, let's see what ends up happening. Uh, he's one of a few guys that you would look at just because, again, there, he's had success and he was – uh, part of the staff uh, for more than a handful of years. So he, he was here for a while. He can be tied in, and, and you could say, okay. And I would wonder, I am curious, I don't know if the falling out is so ugly that it would prohibit this, but I think when two parties come to a place where they decide or one of them decides, I'm going to take it on down the road, this is not working for me, you'd like to believe that the level of success, professionalism, and obviously uh, not all of his time here was such that it was, uh, you know, cantankerous and, and uh, combative, right? He had a run for the ages, so he's got to have a lot of love for the university. So I would think you could ask him, is there somebody you think we should call? I mean, you're obviously you're moving on, you, you know, best of luck to you. Depends on who makes that phone call to him, yeah. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, certain people may not want to ask that of them, but certain other people might be able to ask that. What? That's why you have a department. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And also, there have been people, there are probably very specific people who have invested in the soccer program here at Florida State in a way that benefited Coach Krikorian quite a bit. Maybe they would like to see, because they're alumni and boosters, maybe they'd like to see the success continue and maybe their contributions were appreciated enough that that phone call would be taken to where you could ask that question. Maybe, maybe. It's Jeff Cambridge at 93.3 Real Talk Radio. War Chant TV. Yeah, uh, Director Matthew is nicer than I am as well. I would not uh, have answered Phil so politely. 
That was me. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's right. Well, then you're also, which we knew. I'm in a good mood today. You're also nicer than I am. I'm feeling very fortunate. Generally speaking, I think. You Two trees fall in my yard. None of them hit the house. None of them hit a car. So I'm in a good mood. <laughs> Mailbox got destroyed. Mailbox got taken care of. It was a brick and mortar one, too. That that's uh, It was sturdy. It was. I, you would have liked to know, put on another show for my neighbor uh, this morning. Oh, no. Right and early. Here's why. Here's why. It was the other neighbor this time. Uh, so this one's funny, though. No, no, no. It's not as bad as you think. Not as bad as you think. Laying in bed, about 5.15. And uh, I'm thinking, boy, it's getting windy out there. <laughs> which, which is what I should think at my age, laying in bed at 5.15 in the morning wide awake. You should verbalize it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm laying there, and I... Yeah, it's getting windier and windier out there. Mm. It's probably going to start pouring any minute now. I'm going through it, you know. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, nothing, nothing, hun. Nothing. Just getting pretty windy out yeah, there. Yeah, it's just getting very windy out there. Also, I don't know if you've noticed, but the days are getting longer. So, just sitting there, and I'm, I'm laying there, and then it occurs to me. Damn it! I just got done grilling salmon and shrimp last night and forgot to put my cover back on my grill. And here come the rains, Tom. Once again, the kind of thing I should be thinking at my age laying in bed at 5.15. Here we go. That's a premise. I, so, yeah. Yikes. So I hopped out of bed, 5.20-ish. Like, got to get to that grill. <laughs> I've got priorities, Tom. So I went running down the hall. And we know from years of listening to the Jeff Cameron Show that I do indeed uh, sleep naked. So I jump up. We were thankful for the first time we got that information, yeah. too. Yep, still sleeping naked, always will. Can't clothe me for the bed, no, sir. So I go running down the hall. Kids are sound asleep. No chance they're going to wake up, so they don't have to worry about you know running into pops in a, in a tough situation. So there I am, running down the hall. Christy, as I got out of bed, was like, what are you doing? I was like, the grill. So then I got moving. <laughs> so it's pitch black out there. Got to turn the light on, Tom. Got to turn the light on. It's pitch black. It's 5.15 in the morning. I'm out on my deck. The rain is coming down. It's happening now. I have to bend over to pick up the cover. To oh. the grill. Oh, no. And it's at that moment that I turn to my right, and my neighbor is covering up his plants. Like, he's 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 quite the uh, gardener. He's got the ability to garden. And uh, he's got all kinds of stuff, you know, fruits and vegetables and the like, and he's trying to protect them from the winds and everything. And there I am. Bend over. Getting the grill cover. With the light on, shining brightly down. Oh, with the light? I had to turn on the light. I couldn't see the damn cover. It was pitch black at 5.15 in the morning. Bend over. So there's a, sorry about that, as I closed the door. You shouldn't have even acknowledged it. Should have just let it be. Oh, no, we met eyes. I mean, he. Oh, really? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's a toughie for him. Oh, man. That was a toughie for him. He's going to share the story. They're going to be in a counseling group together with the other neighbor. <laughs> he walked in, I'm sure, and went, honey, I like Jeff just fine. But We're off to a rough start today, hon. <laughs> We're off to a rough. 
Why, why is he playing the Alonzo gif? I like that he is. Like, like, well, the man does have to cover the grill. I think the Alonzo gif is because he agrees that that, right? A grown man's got to be like, well. That is ridiculous. But that grill would have been grill, maybe yeah, that's through right. somebody's window. Yeah. And he's an older gentleman. He knows. He knows. He's like, well, he's out there protecting and, you know, what he's got to Oh, he's an older guy? That's yeah, good. Yeah, least. my neighbor's older, yeah. That's good. Yeah. He knows. Um, he knows. It wasn't the uh, the young preacher who wants to come over and take your food when you're grilling. Is that guy still around? That guy's still around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he wants to try. Hey, what you grilling over there? Oh, yeah, it's a weird thing. Pass it on over. It's a weird thing to ask somebody. Could call it if Passover. You can have what they're <laughs> grilling. It, it's happened more than once where somebody's like, "Oh, what you what are you what you cooking there for? Oh, I'm just cooking for the family. Just cooking for the family. We are one big family. Yeah." Yeah, over here. In his eyes. In the, yes, yeah. we are. <laughs> so that's Is that a, a potato roll? Ooh, yeah. I love those toasters, too. <laughs> it was. I mean, that has been the weirdest kind of, we're just looking at each other like, hmm. Okay. So I got to, you want me to bring you over a piece of what I'm grilling over here? Like, Absolutely. We, I mean, you can't. The Publix, right up the road. You can. I mean, I can walk across. There's, there's food for everybody. You can. There's more. I'll walk across the front yard and meet you out back. Oh my! Would goodness. you like a fresca? Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, fresca. Do they still make fresca? You got me. God, that sounds delicious. I haven't had a fresca in twenty something years. Bend over.